Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. We have so much to talk about today. This might have to be a three-part episode. That's how many uh, crazy things are going on in our world. Hey, we've had some we've had some victories. We've yep. had some uh, current challenges. It's a it's a great week. Uh, and a lot going on, but we always like to back up. You know, I was encouraging our folks to be a part of uh, Market Share. I've said for years now that the 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 lead uh, front lines of the battle on religious liberty are going to hit the mar- marketplace first. We've already seen this. We're going to talk about this. Hopefully, if we have time to get to it today, yeah. the politicization of the marketplace, uh, especially around sexual issues. And um, and just how hard it's becoming to actually express your faith or rights of conscience, right? Like right. even as we saw with the uh, uh, the vaccination. And so I've been encouraging people get together, uh, all of our business leaders get together, share resources, share ideas, share vision, have a common place, you know, to come together. And that's what starting. I'm sorry, that's what market share is about. So talk about that because we just had a gathering. We had a great Saturday. meeting in market share. We we talked about a a seemed like a business and principles, but it's really not a business principle. It's just, it's not just a business principle. We talked about the principle of. Uh, receiving feedback so you can grow. Yeah. Really, receiving feedback is not, it's a spiritual issue. It's its positioning ourselves in the place of humility yeah. to say, hey, we're not gods. Uh, we're not prideful. We're going to humble ourselves and receive feedback from those who we trust, not just from everybody. Which, from which those is who something, trust. by the way, in our church our church team, our leadership yeah. team, we embrace this as a core. That's our value, value grow. And yeah. that's one of the behaviors we look for is, is asking for feedback from those around you. And, and, and what's interesting is because receiving feedback actually ties into your identity. Because your identity is in what you do, then you can't receive any feedback. Sure. Because it attacks who you are, right? Yeah. yeah. But if your identity is in the Lord and what you do is just what you do, then of course you receive feedback. You know, so, so you want feed, you're you hungry want, for feedback. You want to grow, yeah. and that's part because you want to be a good steward of what God's given you. So this is this is, we, we 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 had uh four business uh, leader owners up there on the panel discussion, and we broke down how the journey for each of them, what does it look okay. like, what they struggle with. So we made it super practical and personal. It wasn't just someone teaching this issue. Yeah. And, and I just want to highlight, you know, the, the culture is what makes everything different. Like, I think in most church settings, if you have like a, a business person's breakfast, right? Everybody comes out, hey, how you doing? Good. Praise the Lord. Uh, and you eat pancakes, and and there's like zero depth. Yeah. Somebody gives a Bible study, and there's zero depth. Yeah. But when you create a culture like we're trying to create, where we're authentic, we we realize our identity is not found in our perfection. We we all have room to grow. Yeah. We all have blind spots. We all want to become like Jesus. We all want to do it better. I mean, it creates such an environment where people are actually excited about being real. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and that's rare. And that's what people look for. That's what because many times marketplace leaders are just as lonely as pastors sometimes. Oh, you know, and they, they and feel like yeah, nobody to talk to, nobody understands what exactly. I'm going through. You're the boss, and you can't really share with anybody. You're looking for other people who can align with people who you can encourage, find encouragement, people who share your same struggles. Uh, especially if you were trying to be a kingdom uh, business person in the middle of a marketplace and everyone's cutthroat, everyone's about the money. Where do you find allegiance with other guys like you? And yep. so we want to create an atmosphere which we can you know, connect and we can encourage each other, we can pray for each other. I saw two business leaders you know, on the side just praying for each other. I love it. You know, yeah. that's, that's what we're looking for. That emotional support, spiritual support, yeah. uh, even technical support, you know, learning yeah. from, from other people, practical. Well, and things. that's what it is. It's for us to make an impact for the kingdom. Like sometimes we get too spiritual about this, but, but God's giving us stewardship. What is spiritual is we make the best. We do, we give our best. We work the hardest. We learn, we innovate. Mm-hmm. And that's how we 
take over God's kingdom by doing hard work. Uh, the four-letter word in the church sometimes is the, uh, the, the, the word we never use, work, W-O-R-K, you know? That's what it takes. And so we encourage, it's all, it's holistic, it's everything. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then two other things we want to hit on, and hopefully hopefully we'll get into this, but if not, that's okay too. I'm just looking at my time here, because yeah. we'll pick it up next week, because yeah. a lot is going on. Yeah. First of all, as we've been sharing with you, uh, keeping you abreast of what's been going on with the battle for the unborn, this was a massive week of victory. It's not a, it's not perhaps the greatest victory, but it's, it's definitely a win, as uh, Senate Bill 1 yeah. uh, went from the House, or went from the Senate to the House, back to the Senate, and then to the governor's desk, and he signed that last Friday. Um, and we're hearing estimates that somewhere between 80 to, to 95% of babies that were aborted in Indiana, uh, that will be stopped. That will be saving saving those children's lives, which is yeah. great, which gives us an opportunity. We still have a lot of work to do, obviously, but it gives us an opportunity to start rebuilding a culture of life. Yeah. And, uh, and understanding, again, I see even in the message I was talking about Sunday, which I encourage you to tune in on our series called Me, uh, we talked about uh, this whole uh, dis- disconnected worldview, which says you're special, you're valuable, but if you're not perfect, we can abort you in your mother's womb. I mean, yeah. it's it's worldview craziness, and I think we're going to start sending the right message now, at least to young people, that the murder, the murder of the unborn, is never a solution to whatever problem we're talking about. Well, I think. Uh, Young people can connect a dot to see when you pick and choose your buffet line of, hey, you're special because this is politically expedient and this is a good narrative. But this other issue, we're going to abort, you know, I'll do abortion on demand. Well, that's just inconvenient. We're not going to really talk about that. People can connect the dots and say, this doesn't really make sense. And and you and I were talking as well about another myth. That's Mm -hmm. one myth. Uh, the 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 disconcerted kind of worldview flip-flops that are always happening but but the other thing is you know the front page of the paper today was headlines was fallout from abortion decision already taking place and it was two of the biggest bullies in the state of indiana and i say this because they were bullies for the marriage debate they're Mm -hmm. bullies on abortion they're bullies over lgbt it is the Cummings uh, Corporation and Eli Lilly, mm. two of the, the biggest economic engines in the state, also the most liberal, leftist, progressive uh, uh, businesses in the state. Yeah. And they, they've come forth boldly on the high, you know, moral high ground, which I always laugh uh, when they do this, that somehow, you know, this, this uh, you know, ruling in Indiana is going to set us back economically, and they're going to take their ball and go home. And Sounds not... familiar. Yeah, heard oh, yeah. that story a couple times. Oh, we, yeah. This this was the threat that was always raised. Indiana is now going to become economically crippled because all of the big players are going to take their ball and go home. Yeah. To which I say, great, get out of here, take your ball and go home, make yeah. all the threats that you want. Um, because it creates this idea that somehow they have the moral high ground and that by leaving, they're doing, you know, uh, the righteous thing. And, and all of us, you know, backwards Neanderthals here in Indiana are going to suffer economically because of this terrible decision. Um, we've seen that this is a total lie because states that are the most conservative, and I would say most biblical, because uh, that's where conservatism flows from is biblical ideas, uh, are the states that are most blessed. Remember when North Carolina was threatened by all the, yeah. the uh, economic uh, 
you know, mercenaries out there that their state was going to be attacked and they were going to lose all this business. Didn't happen. Yep. Texas has been a leader on a lot of these issues. Uh, I don't think yeah, Texas can't, is... They can't stop the flow of businesses to Texas. Yeah, they they uh, can't Elon leave Musk California move, fast move to Texas. Yeah. And like you said, which is such a great point, where, where are you going to go? You're going you're gonna to leave Indiana and go set up shop in Illinois where you're going to get robbed blind by politicians in Texas? I mean, are you? what a joke. The reason they come to our states is because we're fiscally conservative and we're morally conservative. We, we protect life unashamedly. So I just want to say this is all a bunch of hot air, and I, I get sick and tired of hearing it. Uh, but here we go again, and, and I just challenge our listeners. You watch in three, four, five years. First of all, see if they follow through on these ridiculous threats. How many Hollywood movie stars were supposed to have already left when yeah. Donald Trump was elected president? I think they're still here. Um, so anyway, we make all these stupid threats, and I, I wish people would just follow through because, honestly, Indiana can do without you. Uh, we'll, we'll be just fine. Well, I mean, this is the principle we've been sharing in market show all the time is what, what is a business but establishing a system and process in which you can implement your worldview and implement your, your kingdom? So when you establish a business, you're you're literally establishing a kingdom type. You know, you don't call yourself a king, but you're the CEO, right? Right. You're the leader. You're, you're not elected. Well, I guess that bores. But in general, you know, you're you're the king. So basically, you know, Eli Lilly and Cummings, they basically have their own kingdom, and they're using their kingdom's t- territory. They're using the kingdom's resources to wage kingdom, war. Kingdom values. So so my 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 admonition to those who believe in God and the kingdom of God is, hey. That should urge you and spur you to go, you go build, especially for the business owners, yeah. go build an awesome kingdom, uh, your, your business as a vessel for God's kingdom so that you can impact change for God's kingdom and not for the kingdom of this world. Because that's what they're doing. They're absolutely using their resource. And I would say they have the power to do that. I, I, I don't mind that they're, uh, that they're expressing their value sure. system and what their company stands for. Great. But quit using, you know, quit assuming you're being neutral or somehow you're being virtuous in doing so uh, or you're threatening the rest of us. If you believe that, just quietly leave. I mean, you don't have to announce it to the world. Uh, well, it's all posturing. It's all posturing. It's, it's, it's them dictating their worldview. I just say it's time for Christian. It's them shoving, they're trying to shove their worldview down the rest yeah. of us, which we accused of, get accused of all the time. Right. Uh, but I think it's just good to kind of point that out. <laughs> We're going to leave and economically punish all of you and hope all, right. all of Indiana's economy goes down the toilet because uh, we don't agree with you on, on this abortion yeah. ruling, which, again, they, they call it all kinds of euphemisms. But what we just did in Indiana was protect unborn children, the weakest and most vulnerable among us. This is actually government fulfilling its most legitimate God-given call, which is justice and righteousness and protecting life. Yeah. This is what government exists for, punishing evil and promoting righteousness. So I applaud all of our our, uh, uh, our Congress or uh, State House leaders, senators who led boldly. And we applaud our governor for signing this piece of legislation. And we do hope that as far as enforcement mechanisms and things like that, supposedly there's some language that needs to be tightened up. Hopefully that'll happen in the January Yeah, and session. I think we've gone a long way since the, the when we tried to pass the RIFA, Religious Freedom uh, Restoration Act in Indiana, and then we came I mean, back and forth, and we everybody came, came. and came, yep. everyone came. It's gone a long way, so and I appreciate yeah, that. So. Yeah. so great job, everybody, yeah. and uh, we appreciate our leadership here in Indiana. We appreciate if you know years ago there was a prophetic word that came out. I think it was uh, Chuck Pierce or Dutch Sheets, one of the two, or maybe both. They prophesied Indiana was going to be on the point of the spear. 
uh, as it related to a lot of what was going on in our nation. And, and as I look back, that word was right on. We were on the point of the spear on marriage. We were on the point of the spear on religious liberty. Unfortunately, in both those areas, we caved. Yeah. And now we've been on the point of the spear as it's regarded the focus of, of uh, sanctity of life and, yeah. and pro-life legislation. And and uh, with all eyes on us, we passed the test. So praise God. I just want to say, you know, on the discouraging note, I only saw, I guess, uh, Kansas had a referendum on... Yeah. On, um, I guess the Supreme Court somehow dictated that you know the abortion is, is legal until 22 weeks or something like that in their state, Kansas, a bright red state. Okay, and this last primary election, they had a vote in which they were able to create amendment to the state constitution. I believe that kind of knocks down the Supreme Court, and it got kind of destroyed. In other words, and, and 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 the liberals are using that, saying that the country doesn't want pro-life, blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, and and I. I think the wording of the law was super confusing, and there was tons of money spent to promote the other side. Having said that, I just think right now with the Roe versus Wade coming down, it's time for us to actually engage in, oh, in debate and argument. It is not time for us to relax. It's time for, because like you said, 50 years of a particular mindset, because the law, see, sometimes people say the laws follow the mindset. I think sometimes the mindset follows the law. I mean, you think about what happened with uh, Ogrefell versus uh, the, the, the gay marriage yep. uh, Supreme Court decisions. You yep. know, public opinion totally shift after totally shift after the the Supreme Court decision. So right now, the law has been passed. We got to start working well, and to, I to say shift the mindsets. Yeah, as a biblical principle, you know, there's a passage in the Bible that says that those who are who teach are held in greater accountability. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you need to not be so quick to jump into a teaching mode in the church because when you stand in the pulpit or, you, or you're sitting in a Bible study and you're teaching God's Word and you're representing Him and His ideas, you're going to be held to a higher standard. Yeah. Uh, it's a seri serious business. Right. Well, I had this thought the other day, you know, sometimes we don't look at, at legislators as teachers, but it's been said the law is a teacher. Like yeah. whatever the law says teaches us something about value. So if we're, yeah. if we're a society that that accepts abortion on demand. We're basically saying that the, there is no sanctity of life, that murder is a totally great option to solve an unwanted pregnancy. Uh, we're teaching a lot of values in passing every law. Yeah. Every law has behind it some ideology, some system of ethics, some system of right and wrong. You can't bypass it. Every law is a statement of right or wrong. Right. So it is a scary thing, a sobering thing, to be put into a position of leadership where you're casting a vote on these particular issues because at that moment you're moving from a legislator to teacher and and, and i think it's important for those ho who hold positions of authority whether it's school board city council whatever the, the legislation that you pass is teaching you cannot bypass that what you're making a moral statement you're saying something is good something is bad this should be supported and promoted and celebrated this should be punished and, and that's, that's sober business right there. You're yeah. going to stand before God someday and give an account. You know, I think of that passage at the end of Deuteronomy where it says heaven and earth are, are, are watching what's taking place right here. I mean, uh, they framed out that moment in, in an amazing way. And I think it's important that heaven and earth are watching. And, and, and the decisions we make, the teaching that takes place through my life, your life, through anybody that's in authority, all the way down to parents, right? And yeah. your, what goes on in your home? Uh, you're going to be held accountable for the messaging that you're sending, yeah. and, uh, and that's a sobering thing. So, so 
praise the Lord for, for the breakthrough there, and we want to continue to be vigilant. But I'll just say this, you know, as I have been from the pulpit, as Indiana leads and as we stand for righteousness in every area, you will see a blessing of God that's going to be released upon our state. And I think that's what's going to be happening right now. Literally, as this issue's gone back to the state level, as it should, um, you're going to see all different states aligning in different places. We've already seen New York and California and Illinois, some of the more liberal states, um, go far to the left, uh, uh, far to, to immorality, all right? And, and you watch what begins to happen. You will see the blessing of God on states, I believe, economically, spiritually, in every way. Uh, and you'll also see God abandoning uh, states whose whose leadership is, is rejecting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll be able to watch it, I, I promise you, over the next decade. I think it'll become more apparent. But let's talk about another, just uh, talk about coming hot off the press. Just last night, I think we were all shocked to see that a, a sitting or a former president of the United States home uh, under siege, as Trump put it, by FBI agents who raided his home. Of course, none of that happens without a judge signing off on it. And from what I've heard, none of it happens without somebody in, in the White House um, issuing that that raid to, to happen. Uh, so here you have a president whose personal home is raided and things are confiscated. Uh, never before in the history of America has this happened. Uh, and I think this is concer- should be concerning for every um, law-abiding uh, constitutionalist in this country yeah. because this is just lawlessness at the highest level. Yeah, it, It's shocking lawlessness. Yeah, I mean, I read the commentary from different sources you know i think the liberals toting the same line here over and over again they say no one's above the law yeah yeah can we just pause there yeah. what a bunch of crap from the left did i just say that i said that okay but that was a, that's the this is we have a president whose son has a computer laptop full of all kinds of everything from illegal. cocaine illegal deals uh, and the and the president of the United States, uh, through his son being attached to all of this, we have Hillary Clinton, who expunges thirty three thousand emails, wipe, wipes them clean from her c- computer. This is all blatantly illegal behavior. We have insider trading that goes on all the time when when spouses invest in certain. Uh, stocks that they know as soon as they pass the bill the next day is going to cause value there. I mean, we have such an arbitrary, lawless form of government. I think everybody, it just stinks to high heaven. And and let's just say, I don't know whether there's any evidence or anything for what's going on, but let's just say this is, for, for, for folks on the left, to say no is above the law when every American watches it. How about the whole? How about the whole uh, COVID thing? When, when we've got them saying one right. thing and then Nancy's getting her hair done, she doesn't have right. a mask on. We got Newsom out there attending partying, some partying in a restaurant. And we, got, yeah. we got AOC, you know, having having lunch somewhere where she's not wearing a mask. I mean, this is just absolute hypocritical nonsense. And I think most Americans are sick of it. I well, know I'm sick of it. I think it's yeah. There's no justice for, for anybody. The elite have zero accountability. Well, someone, you know, got a DUI and, you know, they got off the hook because they know the friend, they know the judge or whatever, and you go one mile over a speed limit, you get pulled over, and someone says to you, hey, no one's above the law. What are you going to think? You know, and, 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 I think- how, and how about, this, this is scary for me. It should be for every American. 
we just passed this stupid piece of legislation. Like, you, you know, you know, whatever the name of the legislation is that's being proposed, it, it's going to do just the opposite. So they passed the, the you know, inf some inflation, you know, Reduction, Reduction Act. Reduction Act, which, okay, if, if you and I cannot pay our bills, we have no money, we're flat broke, but the solution is go borrow money and spend it all. That's going to help you get out of your personal home, you know, economic yeah. crisis. We would all go, no, that doesn't make any sense. So that's just what we did now. But in that bill, 87,000 new IRS agents. This, you know, we're talking about weaponizing the Department of Justice, weaponizing the FBI, weaponizing the IRS. This just becomes a, a weaponized, politicized group of 87,000 people that are now going to be looking into our business and seeking to extricate more money or punish, as we saw during previous administrations, punish people who don't share their political ideology. I mean, this, this is, when I say scary, not like we stay up all night worrying we're Christians, we trust the Lord, but, but it should deeply trouble law-abiding citizens uh, when the government is being weaponized in this kind of a way. I mean, it, like, like Trump said, they're not, he goes, they're not after me, they're actually after you, but they have to go through me. He said that when he was president, all the talk of deep state, all the exposure of, 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 of the wickedness at the highest levels, um, and I, I believe he's right. In fact, you and I have talked about this. How do you determine, when you're looking at the political environment that's taking place right now, this man who's been attacked, he was attacked before he ran for office. He was attacked for the four years he was in office. And now he's still to blame after yep. after nearly two years. He's still to blame for everything going on. And, I mean, the left fears this man tremendously. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. And Why? What do you think's going on? I think on? the left knows why more than I do. I, I don't know all the ins and outs. And even this case with the, with the documents and Mar-a-Lago. I, I don't know the specifics. They got to get the warrant, all these different things. But what I do know is it's unprecedented. And many people come out and say, just the political uh, fallout for this is incredible because it's what looks like you're sending. I mean, have the FBI had a stellar reputation? They've held on to that Hunter uh, Biden laptop. They have. They knew that it was a Russian collusion. They held on to that fact, how they prosecuted uh, all these people who, who, who I mean, if you Destroyed look hard, hard, hard okay. enough, you can always find or make up some kind of data against somebody. Right. That's how that's how this this whole system works. You can look into every every details. I, this is my argument for Trump is purely by all the people who can't stand us how hard they go after him. They know that he they, they see him as an absolute threat. Yeah. And that's why I see over January 6th committee everything. I mean nothing they went, they're going they're throwing the kitchen sink at him. Okay, so so I'm looking even at this January sixth yeah. thing, which which the whole the whole committee was absolutely bogus to begin with because there was no representation. There, there was Republican representation, yeah. but it but it was the most the most Democratic. It, it, it wasn't right line. because they should have been appointed by the Republican. By the Republicans. But, but no, they they supposedly so, so, so these some people. of these citizens first of all sat in jails for. For months and months and months without any uh, representation, right. and now some of them are getting these serious uh, prison sentences. When only a matter of years before, we had entire cities being burned to the ground, and I don't know if any of those people are in jail. Um, and we're talking about uh, you know violence to people's private property. We're talking about you know arson. I mean, we're talking about serious crimes. Yeah. 
where some of these folks were are going to jail for showing up and walking into a building that was that was unlocked from the inside. I mean, there's no breaking well, in. Well, that's what should be investigated is who opened those doors and who was inciting these. And they're apparently these, supposedly these FBI informants or inf working among the group. I mean, there's so much stuff to it that's not investigated. Which The point is it's lawlessness. It, it's, law it's a documentary that's completely one-sided. That's what this is. That's why no one pays attention to it because they know there's no cross-examination. There's no back and forth. There's no presiding judge. There's no opposition research. I mean, it's, it's right. just one... It's a, it's a show. It's they not, hire it's not the due process of law. It is. It's a, it is a political show. It's theater. I think most of the American people get this. I think we're all waiting for a chance to, to lawfully express uh, our views at, at, the, at the voting booth. Uh, that can't come fast enough, at least for me. Uh, and I'm sure I speak for many, many Americans. It, it, I can't imagine we have two more years before there's a presidential election. Uh, when you look at the absolute insanity and the total destruction of our nation right now yeah. um god only knows what's coming in the fall my point in all this is, is not that we sit here and whine and complain but number one we should be aware we should be vigilant we should be deeply concerned and as you pointed out we've got to we've got to raise our voices now more than ever we cannot be we cannot be silent We've been silent for way too long. You know, I don't know if we, if we even want to get into this ideology today because I'm not sure we've got the time. But probably next week when we come back together, if there's not a whole bunch of other uh, crises taking place that we need to weigh in on, um, we're going to talk about this marriage between Marxist ideology and the sexual revolution. And that's exactly what we're witnessing right now. Well, I mean, I would say even right now with, with this selective, they call it weaponization of legalism. Selective prosecution, selective how hard that law is going to come down. They're going to raid some some conservative journalists, but the liberal journalists who's getting confidential information, they leave not, you know they leave it alone. Sure. Where where does that idea come from? This the selective prosecution. But we saw know? this with the bailouts. You remember back when Obama was in office, and and there was the economic crisis. Well, the bailouts were not given across the board to to. to uh, to every American business owner. Mm -hmm. The bailouts were given largely to industries that supported the party mm -hmm. and the party line. Again, it was it was crony capitalism is picking and choosing the winners, and that is not the role of government, is to pick and choose. I mean, governments are to operate blindly to uh, to political, you know, uh, ideology, and they're to they're apply to all Americans. Uh, and we're just saying, again, a selective Picking and choosing, which is which is the foundation of what injustice is. Yeah, and and the the reason is because was the the things we've been talking about when there's no truth, when there's no sense of righteousness, and there's no here's the thing, there's no true accountability to someone who's higher up. Right, right. Then in that in that case, might means right. Money is power. Right. So your goal in life, instead of appealing or pleasing or glorifying the one, or 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 making sure you're not judged by the one who sees everything when right. that doesn't exist, right? right? Your job is simply, or your your function as a evolved organism from scratch is to simply yeah. uh, pursue the most amount of pleasure and power and money. And in that case, why? of course you would do it. You will use whatever asset you have to prosecute whatever your enemies are, maybe political or militarily, and that's, that's, that's how we're, we're cascading so quickly into that level of thinking, which leads to barbarism.
There's no more civilization. We just go after whoever. So, so I mean, on the other side, I mean, can you imagine the chaos when whoever's in power start killing, attacking your enemy? I mean, have we seen that in history a couple of times? <laughs> well, and again, we saw this, still see this yeah. massive attack on the, the rights of citizens to protect themselves uh, with a gun, a firearm. Yeah. And we're talking about the rights to go hunting. This has nothing to do with hunting. This has everything to do with protecting basic freedoms yeah. and recognizing that many times governments... Without the uh, without the boundaries established by a biblical worldview, without godly people, righteous people running the show, um, it gets it, it it devolves into a situation where, as you pointed out, where it's just absolute tyranny, and people people's lives are destroyed, people's livelihoods are destroyed. This is why we have a Second Amendment to protect the First Amendment, and so let's just take away all all the smoke and mirrors. This is not about hunting. This is about protecting ourselves, uh, basically, from a government that can go astray in a hurry. And we're this is why it's concerning right, right now. now. We're watching it unfold before our eyes, I, and this should concern everybody. I just, I just want to remind people, you know, back in the old days, when one regime rise up to destroy another regime, they kill everyone in the previous regime. Like the kids, the, the dogs, the, the, the and uncles. They, and they do the it under nephew. a higher moral uh, vision, which is usually some type of revolution that's yeah. going to usher in a golden age of prosperity and blessing for everybody. Right. And, then, and that's why this this whole, where we're at now, and we're not going to be able to get there until probably next yeah. week, but where we're at now, the marriage in our culture between Marxist ideology and sexual freedom is a dangerous uh, concoction uh, because we're seeing just, uh, unparalleled uh, sexual e uh, explorations, celebration, permissiveness of every kind of perverted thing in our culture. And it's done under the banner of oppression. So that if you say, if I say anything about your behavior, I'm oppressing you. Yeah. And so now we have to weaponize government to punish the oppressors. That's the scary thing. When you change the language, oppression used to mean some bad guys taking advantage of somebody else's basic God-given rights. Yeah. That's not what it means anymore. It means somebody like you or I saying, hey, you really shouldn't be acting that way. Right. And now I become an oppressor, and now the full weight of government falls on me, and I could end up having my livelihood destroyed, being thrown in prison, being fined. I mean, there's a whole... And, and, and now with a weaponized IRS... Having somebody just you know say hey do an IRS audit of that guy and now my my life is is I'm I'm under that um, that tyranny and oppression for yep. the next two years as I'm having to find this document that document yeah because you you don't have to do anything wrong you just take all that resource and energy to go and have it's to, just harassment yeah and the exactly. point is did you have any reason to question that I'm not paying my taxes they don't need any reason. It's just now I get to harass you. Yeah. And we saw this again. This, this is not like we're talking theoretically here. Or th this has already happened. This happened This happened under the Obama administration when enemies of that ideology, they were selected at conservative leaders, groups that wanted to file yeah. for, for, for tax-exempt status yeah. were not granted tax-exempt status if you were not part of the ideology yeah. of the left. I mean... We're not talking theoretically here, or this is not some some theory, you know. Uh, what do we call it? Conspiracy yeah. theorists. No, yeah. all of your conspiracies need, are coming true. Yeah. I'm losing my status as conspiracy theorists. We're I not out of some cloud, you know, yeah. some, you know, high on some you know drug that's causing us to have all this paranoid stuff. No, this is happening all yeah. around. It's It's like been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, 
So anyway, it's a time to be speaking out. It's a time to be exposing lies. It's a time to be declaring probably more boldly than we ever have the, the truth about the gospel. Uh, it's a time for the church not to be woke, uh, for sure. Uh, so anyway, well, hey, we didn't talk about anything that we had planned Next about. We'll we got to Wilhelm Reich. We got three, three, uh, three pages of notes here on a, on someone that maybe people haven't haven't heard of before. But how are we doing on time? More yeah, out. no, we're about, are we out? We're about out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give an introduction. You know, just by way of review, last week when we were together, we talked about the influence of Freud. Yeah, that no was interesting because because we had you know when I was on that national. Um, television show with uh, Barbara, not Barbara Walter, what's her the other name? You remember the lady? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Anyway, she said on my, in the interview to me, she said, well, you know, where I come from, we're big fans of Freud. And uh, and she was using Freud to kind of discredit everything I stood for. And one of my favorite lines of that interview is I said, you know, well, where we come from, we're big fans of Jesus. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time uh, how Jesus and Freud are in such diametrical opposition. But we said last week Freud was the one who, who basically made popular the idea that to be human is to be sexual. In fact, sexuality is the core of your being. Mm -hmm. When we get into Wilhelm Reich, who, again, many might not be familiar with, but Wilhelm Reich criticized Freud's theory on a lot. He was a disciple of Freud, but he criticized Freud in a lot of areas. And basically, he was a Marxist as well, took a Marxist template and tried to have a synthesis of Freudian ideology mm -hmm. and Marxist ideology. And that synthesis is where we are today. So we want you to tune in next Thursday because we're going to talk about how this, why everything in our culture today is both political and sexual and why most of the debate and most of the discussion is about microaggressions, about safe places, about uh, oppressing somebody's sexual ideology or identity. We, 84 different ideologies and counting. I mean, we're having this incredible, we're going to have as many sexual identities potentially as there are human beings. That, that's how insane it gets. Yeah, this is a spectrum. It, it is. It's a massive spectrum that yeah. is ever increasing right. based on the creativity of fallen human beings. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I also want to encourage you tune in. We're, you know, I was just thinking, I, I had a little bit of a apprehension. Do I really want to go here on sexual identity and, and jump into the cesspool that's all around us? Uh, but after the last two weeks, after what we're talking about today, the disintegration of the culture, I mean, I, I feel like this is a, as a prophetic of a series as we've, as we've ever done. Uh, so we've been exposing some of the, the true ideology, the true theology coming from the Bible, comparing it with the false ideologies of this Marxist-Freudian uh, uh, you know, synthesis we're seeing in our culture today. And I think folks are going to really get a lot of help out of the series. So you can go to uh, our website here at Living Stones, lstones.org. You can go to our media uh, page and you can have access to, to where, we've, where, where we've been. But uh, So I, I, I'm excited as uh, the day unfolds because we're, we're only on uh, day two of, uh, of the whole thing with, with Trump and the FBI. Yeah, it's we'll going to be interesting we'll to see, see where this goes. Yep. Um, in the meantime, stay aware, stay engaged, stay involved, uh, be a voice for righteousness, uh, keep up the fight, all right? We win. When Christians show up, we win. So let's keep standing for truth, uh, and let's keep honoring the Lord with our lives, all right? We'll look forward to seeing you next Thursday. Thanks so much for tuning in.